We are officially eight days away from the start of the three-week sales accelerator calibration. If you want to learn to close hell yes, painful, soul-aligned, fun, and happy clients and raise your income in the process, follow the link in the show notes. Follow the link in the show notes. Follow the link in the show notes. I will teach you how to be a sales master, not just a sales master, but a conscious heart-centered sales master. And the reason that I can teach this to you and the reason that I am my own sales master and have taught women on top of women to be their own sales masters and raise their income because of it and fall in love with the sales process is because I've done sales both ways. And I've succeeded at sales both ways. And I've taken everything that I've learned through all my life experiences and I've put it in a three-week accelerator for you. And so this is going to get straight down to business. You are going to learn how to navigate a sales conversation like a boss. And it will raise your income. And it will leave your clients happier. And it will result in more pay in fulls. And you will fall in love with the sales process and kick the sales ick that is holding you and your business back. So check that out. That's actually kind of what this conversation is about today. I am sharing a live coffee chat I did with my friend Ashley Rose. And we talk about conscious sales because we actually taught this together to to the same women. And so Ashley and I were co-coaches and we taught the same women and we we both have our own light and we both have our own areas that we like to teach and we both have our own gifts. And so when we come together, we are a team to be reckoned with. And the women that the, the lives of the women that we've changed the lives that we've touched and the women that we've taught how to fall in love with the spiritual, mental, and personal expansion of owning a conscious business is so fantastic. And it's what it really reminded me of having this conversation with Ashley because I actually haven't talked to her in quite a while. Um, We met up last year in LA to help paint our friend Kiara's house. Um, And then I don't, I haven't talked to her much since then. And we worked together for like a year before that. And uh, yeah, man, how our life lives have changed. So this is our conversation about conscious sales because she still teaches it in her business as well. And you get to just get in a in the middle of a conversation of two people who know what they're doing and two people who have had success and two people who have had success teaching other people how to do it. And I think it's a really, really valuable conversation. You'll have some definite takeaways, some definite aha moments and you'll get even more clear if you've been considering calibration you'll get more clear if you want it or not so here is the conversation and i will talk to you guys later welcome to the gold mine podcast i'm shauna kathleen and i'm your host if you're committed to creating your life and building the vision come with me Right. So happy Thursday. <laughs> um, we're going to just jam on all things sales. And I call it, you can call it conscious sales. You can call it heart centered sales. You can call it empowered sales. You can call it whatever the hell you want to call it. Ashley and I both wanted to, we, I, f- I feel like we have good things to say and we just want to have an open conversation around it and maybe see if there's areas we agree or disagree. 
um, not quite a debate, but that's bound to come up sometimes. That's right. uh, so this is for those of you who don't know, I'll do a very, very quick introduction. And then Ashley, if you want to add anything, um, this is my friend, Ashley Rose. And we met two and a half years ago. And then we ended up teaching sales and business to a bunch of women through a program called BLA. We were success, 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 success coaches success in there. Coaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me turn my phone on silent. And then we, we took that and we both went our own little separate directions. And so Ashley, um, she teaches a lot about spiritual gifts and intuition and everything you can imagine on that side. And she relates that to business. And then obviously, if you've seen any of my stuff, you know that I've been teaching on somatic sales, which is conscious sales through mind body connection. And so we just want to talk about it. Anything else you want to add? No, I think you hit it. Okay. You forgot to add how much fun we had, how badass we were, how women made a shit ton of money working with us through the program. Yeah. I want to add that. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I had worked with other, I had, I had been um, working with other success coaches before Ashley came on the team and Ashley and I were unmatched <laughs> and like the amount of impact we have because we're both very different. Um, which I'm sure we'll get into. And when we came together, it was just this really beautiful flow and paradox to support like everybody wherever they were in their journey, let alone the amount of money. I think, I think the first time you came on, the girls made, I don't know, over 200K in the three months, 225K or something in the three months, do you remember? Yeah, it was about yeah. that. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when I when I went on, I wasn't I wasn't a coach yet. I was actually a student in the program when you were right. coaching. So we had like that whole experience. It was a different dynamic, and then I jumped in and got hired as as a success success coach in the program. And then yeah, it was really it turned. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was it was amazing. And then we Ashley and I both as leaders just like learned so much and, and failed forward so much. And it was, it was, it was amazing. So uh, let's get, let's get into sales and let me sort of, I'll, I'll tell you my philosophy on it and just go from there. Yeah. 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 Of course. Uh, who's on here? They were, you guys should say hi, say hello. Oh, Tanya said, Hey beauties. Bridget. Hi. Bridget said, Hey, Shauna, she's local. Um, I went to high school with her. So fun. And then um, Alexandra might see the tag. So I have been wanting to create somatic sales for years before I even did that program with you. Um, since my first coach, since I started. And I, when I started, when I realized I wanted to create Goldmind and get and actually do, have like coaching services. I hired my first business coach, um, super spiritual business coach, which I'm so glad for. And within like a month and a half, I had a, my first painful client at $2,800, which was, it's considered high ticket. Oh yeah. Um, and so I'm so glad that he had me charge those prices. And then I noticed like it was so quick and, and don't get me wrong. I had been creating 
feel good content and people have been watching my journey because of Crohn's disease for quite some time. So I didn't just like hop into the space, but uh, my, my stuff must've stacked. And then I noticed that all of my clients were paying full clients. And I had like one guy asked me for a hundred dollar refund one time. And I'm like, what am I doing so differently? And I realized it's because I had the sales expertise. And then I went, had gone through this. I had did door-to-door sales a few years prior. A lot of people know the story. And then I had gone through the spiritual, my second spiritual awakening and, uh, or, you know, I'd gone through my second emergence and I started pairing all the spirituality, heart-centered stuff. And because I had my own sales, like, because I did it so shitty the last time. And so now I see in conscious business, because not everybody in business cares to be heart-centered. They, and that's fine. But I think most of the people that we speak to, they, they want to be heart-centered. They don't want to be selfish. They don't um, want to have their you know, put somebody out just to make a buck. And that leads to so much sales that the people don't actually show up to do their, to show their gifts. And uh, for me, it's all an integration. I mean, I'm a mind body mentor, so sure I'm biased, but everything that, however we show up in our online space leads to how we feel about sales and how we feel about ourselves as a leader and to be able to tap into our body consciously somatically to guide us forward through fears and and through all of these things i think is the key um and that's what supported me in having happy fun actual clients that i love and having them be successful and so uh yeah that's my intro such a sexy intro (laughs) i love it i love it I love the work that you do. I think it's really important. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people actually lead through feelings. They actually lead through their emotions and they don't really have the words to put to what they're feeling or to understand what's coming through the body and things like that. And other people are very, very heady. And so it takes some practice for them to drop into the body. And so, you know, we get the ones that are like really, really far off on the other side of the emotion and like they know how they want to drive a sales conversation they know the connection they want to have with people but the terminology isn't really available for them yet because they haven't really quite connected the words to what they're actually feeling and what's you know happening in the space and then we have the other ones the other side of it um where people are really in their head about things and they're double thinking everything there has to be a right way a script a to-do and really if they just dropped into the body and really felt into you know their intuition and like can get their guided in a different way to hold the conversation and to lead the conversation in a way that actually feels really good for both people so i love the work that you do because you connect all three you know the whole connection of it so you connect everyone into what's actually in their heart what's actually the purpose of uh, the space that they're in and i think it's really important work to do thank you yeah thank yeah. you thank you You reminded me of something. Oh, I think it would be really cool to talk about the challenges that we see because quite frankly, you're doing the same thing in a different way. You're allowing people to tap into whatever their inner guidance is and move forward. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, it's your own inner compass. Yes. Why don't you just share a little bit about that so the people who are watching in here. And then where I'd like to go after that is to talk about like how this tangibly can show up in us not showing up online. Mm-hmm. Well, 
when I created the conscious sales conversation script, I wanted to do something that actually hit on both parts, people who needed the actual guidance to like, just look at how a conversation can go and how easy and open and honest a sales conversation can be. So that was my first intention when I was creating that. The second was um, that people can actually see something really quick, relate to it, and then make it their own. Because that's really what I'm about. I'm not about creating any mini-me's or any copies. It feels, you know, then you have all of the like imposter syndrome um, coming up for people. And there's just so much of like the magic that gets lost from on an individual level when someone wants to do something someone else's way and not their own way. You know, and so I think that that's what people are getting on calls with you because of you because of the way you teach something, right? Like you and I had seen that, you and I touched all these girls, all these ladies lives in a different way, supported them in a different way. And they supported us and touched our lives in a different way. And imagine like, you know what can happen when we kind of get lost in the, well, I wanna do it her way or how can I be like that person? Or how can we, you know, recreate this without, you know, sprinkling in our own uniqueness or own magic and things get messy at that point. So these conversations I think are really, really important. So I'm really happy that we're having them because sales is a part of business. It's the one thing you have to fucking like you I'm sorry, I'm cussing. We have oh, I don't to, give a shit. I don't know. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> we have to accept. We have to accept. <laughs> you know, it's like this, 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 it's the first thing is that I don't want to come off salesy. Oh, that's always the first thing. And that that's always, yes. Yeah. And like, I don't want to come off pushing. I don't want to come. I was talking with Ali yesterday. We were having a conversation around like the idea of, I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm in it for the sale, but you're running a business, but you're running You wouldn't even be doing this if it wasn't for the business part of it. Like I understand that we do things that we're you know, guided to. I've held space for people all my life. I've been the person that people come to for advice and I would happily get offer it and give it to them. But when I made a decision to create a business from this, that was me saying yes to receiving money for my services. Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. have to change who I am. It, it, in fact, it's amplified who I am because now I get to do this full time because I'm supported by it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to work the nine to five or a side job. I don't have to, you know, um, exert all my energy elsewhere and then come and do this for fun. I am actually doing it. I'm nourished by it. I'm, I'm, I'm nurtured by it. Like, that's why we go into business, why we create this so that we can just amplify everything else. And so I get to show up fully supported, knowing that I, there's a, an even energetic exchange here. So I'm not resenting what I'm doing. I'm not resenting the people that I'm helping. I'm actually feeling really nourished by the connection. And we both get to show up 110% without all the sales ick and the you know, like we were saying, like, you don't want to come off salesy or I'm a, I'm a light leader. I, I should be able to do this for my heart and all of these different things while other people are making millions and millions of dollars, taking your money for other things that are not even life-changing. They're not transformational. You know what I mean? So it's interesting to like, when we have those conversations with our clients and even the conversations you and I had to move through and learn this on our journey, because I'm still learning it. I'm still learning how to receive it. I had a 30K month this, this month doing things differently. And, you know, I had to like really accept 
every single time I was talking to my coach, like I'm hitting a ceiling. I hit this energetic ceiling of like, I hit my income goal and then my body wants to relax and rest because I was pushing only to my income goal. And it's like, that's not what I'm creating here. That's not what I'm building here. So it's really interesting. I'm always learning. I'm always knowing, you know, I have to continue the work on my money mindset. And I know you do the same also with your limitations and like what, what comes up for you to like expand and grow and like break through and it's so much fun. And I think that's where people get tripped. I, I had a pen and I'm like, I'm going to take notes so I don't get off track. It's not here. Oh, here it is. So I think that's where people get tripped up and I want to write trip tripped up and revisit something you said, because everything leads to say you're doing it to make money. And, and this, this to me is where that paradox comes in again. And, and I'll, I intertwine like, like mind, body, paradox, duality, unity. These are all like the same thing to me. And I think that's where this paradox comes in that we get to be selfishly selfless because I know that the women and men want other women and men to be successful and make money. So why don't we want to do that for ourselves? You know, and uh, with teaching, it was really interesting because when we were teaching all those women how to sell and they would ask us these questions that we didn't know how to answer. And then we'd converse and come up with something that we already knew. You know what I mean? It was, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful learning curve working with all of those different types of people doing different types of sales at different points in their business, because you see at every single point, some of the same fundamental things come up. Mm -hmm. And I think where people get tripped up the most is thinking that I want to, I want to talk about pressure, thinking that the work stops thinking that the, the fear and doubt mental narrative will, will stop. And really what, what happens in my experience is it'll be really loud. And then I'll start to embody these things and integrate these things and it'll get quieter and quieter. And then I'll level up and make $20,000 on a weekend. And then it comes up here and then it gets really, really loud and then quieter and quieter and quieter. And so this thing never goes away and it's learning how to work through that without ignoring it and saying like, Hey, because the fear is legitimate. Sales ick is, is so legitimate because there's Dumbass car salesmen who don't give a shit about you. And not all car salesmen are done. Let me just caveat that. But that's like the, the ick. When people think of something, they're like, ooh, that's just like a grody car salesman. There's a lot of people who don't give a shit. And there's a lot of big, huge corporate companies who don't give a shit. And so I think that it's fantastic to have sales ick. But the, very, the mere fact that we have sales ick gives us an opportunity to double check our intentions because we can feel the ick come up. So it's like, oh, am I actually do I actually have ill intentions here? Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. You're hitting on something really important. I think I learned this in this past year with just my experience of when I went to buy my Jeep. Mm. And I had, I had what I perceived as a really shitty experience. Can we first we just say, say, oh, I got an echo. Can we first just tell the story that Ashley and I were visiting um, Kiara in LA and Ashley's car broke down. Oh my God, I almost died. <laughs> I almost died. So let's go ahead. I just want to, we can start there. You could talk about the side of the highway because that was such like a moment for you. Well, 
I have. So I have my, I've had my Honda. It was my first car that I bought. It was my first car that I like paid off. I paid on my own. It was, I was super proud of the car. I still have it. I still have the car. Um, and earlier in the year when, when COVID hit and the lockdown happened, I had gotten to a car accident with my Jeep, the Jeep that I had bought the year prior. So I had two cars, I had my Honda, my Jeep. And then it's so funny because we talk about intuition and like our spirit guides and all that. That was a very, very like, I was so guided and protected by my angels that time that I heard not to have my kids in the car. And then I had the accident. Right. Um, but I, I was like, it was totaled. It was really interesting. They were like, it's not going to be covered unless it's totaled. And a week prior to that, I was like, I don't, I want a new Jeep. I want a different Jeep. So all this happens and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going anywhere. COVID hit, we're in lockdown. Why go buy a car right now? Like, I don't need a car payment for the next couple of, I didn't know how long it was gonna last. I was like, when we're out of lockdown, I'll go back and do it. Well, a couple of months pass and you know, I'm like, I'm not needing it. My Honda's taking me wherever I need to go. And it's really, it's, it's really beat up. Like again, this is the 05 car. I've had it since I was like 24 years old. It was my, my baby. And now I need a car, everything's starting to open up and you come to visit and I'm, I'm driving on my way to LA. We were there the day before and I, I drove my car, it was fine. I noticed that it was shaky when I was driving home that night and then got back in the next morning and the bolts on my car, on, on, the, on the driver left tire busted off and the car started to get shaky and I managed to get over to the right side of the freeway from being in the fast lane and like stood there and every car that was coming by my car was shaking. I was in such, like I was such a dangerous spot. And when the tow truck got there, he looked at my, my wheel and it was like barely hanging on it. And he was like, you, like, he just looked at me and he was like, I just lost my sister-in-law from this happening on the freeway. You are so lucky. And that was such like a, because I was making money. I wanted the Jeep. I wanted the car, but I was like still in the mindset of like saving the money and all the things. And I was putting that over my safety. That's the thing here. It's not about like, you're making the money, go buy all the things, but it was like, I put it over my safety. So you guys have, so that I get towed to this like auto place. And then I'm sitting there like a little homeless child. It brought back so many memories of like being on the street when I was younger at my backpack and like my big bag there. And I'm sitting on the curb waiting for you guys pull up in the convertible. And I'm like, my girlfriends are here. It was such a, such a fun experience, but yeah, I almost died. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then got a, a beautiful Jeep. Yeah. So then I, so then I go, I go, you guys kick me in my ass. And then I go get this Jeep and you know, the guy in, in front of me is like, um, really hustling me right like he's like bringing out all the people oh, right he was like telling me with your credit the score, car salesman gonna, yeah the car salesman was we're not going to be able to get much with your credit score you should lease the jeep not buy the jeep and doing all these different things and i'm like sitting there really wanting to like show my power as a woman because you walk onto a car you know uh into a car dealership as a woman it's already like you're intimidated or like you're looked at and perceived that you don't know what you're doing. They can like really get you for your money. At least that's the reputation of it. And so I had that whole experience with, with, with them. And then I was like really upset about it. You remember I was really upset about it. And our coach was able to kind of like switch my perspective and put me back into gratitude for the Jeep. And then Kiara went to go get her car this past year. 
and talked about how great the experience was because she honored the fact that the guy which was trying to hustle her the mm. guy was was coming at her you know pitching her in a way where she was like able to recognize it and honor his ability to mm. stand in the way he was selling to her and it shifted my perspective so much i was really grateful for her because you wanted to I wanted to fight. It was like, yeah. it was like, and that's how it was for me in the level of sales that I was in. And that's one of the things that I've shifted this year in the way that I, I do my business too. So like, I would, I'm really good at sales. I love sales. When we did the bold leap event, like, well, let's talk about that sales. for a second. Cause everybody was talking about that. Yeah. So like I, but her, like her sharing that experience really made me look at a I still had ick around like being able to be assertive in my sales conversations. I can have a conscious sales conversation and make sure that the person in front of me feels like a human being and that I care, but I can still be assertive and, and support their yes and support their transformation and walk them through the process of saying yes to themselves without feeling like I can't like stand my ground show them exactly what I mean, like stand and show them how to have a sales conversation. Cause that's what we're doing. I work in business. My first less, like the first thing I teach anyone that gets on a call with me is the sales conversation, mm -hmm. because that's what they're seeing the example of when I'm on that sales conversation with them. So yeah, like it, it's really interesting. So the whole thing, even like, I don't even say anything now about car salesmen. Cause I'm like, you know what? They're, they're in their game. They're training on how to make sales too. I can honor that. I can get behind that. Yeah. And they, they, they're successful car salesmen out there doing the thing, you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean that they have crappy hearts. Exactly. You're totally exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I'll leave my, um, my boyfriend was like, also giving me, showing me how it works for them. So understanding like how it works for them, I know what they're pushing. So the more I understood it, the less it intimidated me. So my next experience is going to be badass. I'm gonna walk in there like a queen. I'm gonna pre-order my car. I'm gonna tell them exactly what I want. I already have all of the things done. Now I'll just sit your pretty butt in front of me and like, let me sign the paperwork. <laughs> I really wanna do the car vending machine. I wanna do it so bad. I wanna do it so bad. You want a car vending machine? Oh my God, the car vending machine. I heard bad stuff about the company, but I don't know what I believe yet. I haven't looked into it enough. <laughs> Um, so that brings up a really good point because I also know the way that they do sales because it was how I learned to do sales door to door. And I think this is really beautiful. If anybody does have an ick factor, um, it's just a, a, a really pretty picture to paint between survival and abundance. Mm -hmm. And in one of the main, main reasons I'm teaching somatic sales is I was going, I helped open a company in Florida, door-to-door AT&T U-verse, just like nothing I cared about. Um, and it, I had a really good time. I learned that I like to lead. I learned I was a good teacher and a speaker. I learned, I learned a lot of really fantastic things about myself. And in the very, very beginning, it was like a dream. And um, so I was teaching all these people sales and I was doing sales. We were hundred percent commission and I was working six, days a week, 70 hours a week, which come to find my projector self, that does not do well. And, and towards the end of my time there, I would leave the office to go like do sales, go into the field and I would fall asleep in my car. I was just telling Adam that I, and this was right before I got Crohn's disease diagnosis, but I was telling Adam that I fell asleep in my car so many times 
that people multiple times knocked to see if I was okay in the car. Um, so I, I was running myself ragged, let alone my home life was super toxic. And my home life was the people that I was working with. So my whole life all around was survival, pure, pure survival, hundred percent commission. I couldn't work because I wanted to sleep, um, among other things. And so, and I didn't know that at the time I thought it was the way to do it, but looking back at the sales conversation, I learned in the sales strategies, I learned they were survival strategies. And so everything I could look at was survival. And then I have this experience of healing my body. And then I have the experience of doing, you know, sales again, now with what I wanted to be a good heart and good intentions. And back here in the door to door experience, I was lying. We were, we were screwing around like faking orders. I was drinking on the job, just like stopping and smoking weed and then going back out, just all of these things, just and, uh, you know, I became a very different person on the other side of um, the diagnosis and looking, and then I was feeling, and then I started healing and I started feeling the, the wealth of knowledge in the body. And I started learning how to calibrate my state to abundance. And I started learning gratitude. And I started learning that all of those things are tactile and I know what I know what feels good in my body because it's a literal tactile sensation. And so when I was really, really sick, I couldn't even watch any violence because it tactilely would make me sick. So I set all these reference points for what felt good. And then I started doing sales again, we're fast forwarding and I wanted to feel good doing sales. And so I used everything that I knew for my healing process and mind body journey and mindset work and personal development that I started in 2011 in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I put it all together and then I noticed the vast difference of being in a state of wealth and abundance in the body during sales versus being in a state of pure survival in the sales. And I have both paradoxes to guide me forward into utilizing the body. Is this making sense? That's perfect sense. And it actually shows me the way, cause I've seen the way you do sales and I've seen like the way that, you, that how good you are. And I make, I'm tying in like where that came from. Like, so it's really, really cool. Cause we can't knock a past experience. Like it's part of us. We learn from it. Leave, you know, leave what doesn't work for you. Take what does. Um, but I just want to, like, I just want to take a moment and just like really honor you for how authentically you're like sharing the way that you did something before because that takes a lot, first of all. And in our industry, everyone's looking to like really protect their reputation and not really show the realness and the rawness of like learning how to be a good person. Mm -hmm. We don't, we live in a, in, a, in a world where we get so many different examples of like what to do to get ahead. And at some point you have to like make a conscious decision that that's not what you want for your character. And that's not what you want for your life. And you really see the way that it's affecting you and you make a decision to switch it. And so I just want to really thank you for being in that to the space, because I think it gives a lot of people, a lot of people who have the sales either did it wrong before. They don't want to revert back to an old pattern. They don't feel deserving because they did it a certain way. And it takes a level of like the work of like forgiving yourself, forgiving the way that you treated money before the way that you honored money before the way that you made money before and really be able to move forward in a way where you build now a new money mindset from a space of light and love and, and conscious, 
you know, actions and beliefs, I think that was really fucking cool of you to like really say that, to really, really say that. So thank you for, for that. And yeah, like it's so cool to see somebody's like how they evolved into the way that they do something because you can relate to so many other people and really guide them more powerfully because you've had the experience, you've been there, you get it. And so through you, they can honor themselves, forgive themselves and like clean it up and move forward because they have a fucking example in front of them that actually did the thing, you know what I mean? So I just, I love you so much and so grateful for you bringing that into the space. Thank you so, so much. It, one of the coolest things I heard, I did this, my friend, Chris Orozco, um, people know him as a meme guy, Operation Moksha on Instagram. He's fantastic. He does, he makes memes, but he teaches about shadow work. And I did a course with him on it called Shadow Masters. Shadow Masters. I did, I did yeah. too. You did? Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he talked about um, and I don't know if it was in Shadow Masters or just through his content. Uh, he talked about how knowing that there's um the potential for a devil or a demon or that terrible person inside of us is the first step to becoming a good person, because I know that that Shauna is available for me to tap into, and that manipulative state and that survival state and that I'm going to get what I want, no matter the cost to other people's state. I know that it's in there. And so I can prepare, I can take responsibility for her and then move forward. And if we, I think that if we ignore the fact that we can be um, self-centered only, because sometimes I think that's okay. I think if we ignore that fact, then we actually end up there. I can totally see that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever really had like that part of making money, like the manipulative part of that. I would, I've learned money from a victim state. Well, not specifically, not, I guess I wasn't specifically talking about making money. I was talking about my being as Shauna all around. Oh, gotcha. I was gotcha. lying. I wasn't self-expressing. I wasn't, you know, I was manipulating everyone. Not yeah, just yeah. my customers. Yeah, definitely. I can relate to that too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Just in my life in general, like in my marriage, like when my, my in, in, I was supposed to say my first marriage. It's never come out that way. Like, <laughs> I think I've always like been like, I'm not getting married again. And now like it's in my sphere and I'm like my first nerd okay that was weird um I I definitely did things a a way in a way that I wouldn't do them again a second round you know like being so young and being married and like the manipulation and that and like any of like the little lies that you think that you have to do to keep your partner from like you know x y and z and all the things so I can definitely see because now you recognize when that's about to come out and you can catch it because you have the reference point for it yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be really, really cool. I want to sort of shift gears for a second, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about how sales ick uh, shows up in very like tangible ways. So let's not even talk about, well, we can talk about the sales conversation wherever you're having it, whether it's video DMs, like wherever but I'd like to talk about how it just shows up as us as leaders in our content and in our consistency, because something that I see 
is I just did a live on this yesterday and I talked about when we when we have ideas flowing and we we have the inspiration and then we go to put it out and we can't I think that that sales like on a level because we're scared of not meeting our own expectations or, or we're scared of rejection and rejection means no income and um, I think that it shows up in really strange ways like <sighs> like not being able to finish a piece of content because you don't know how to do a call to action. Or sometimes I think even people will get really excited about something they're offering or an idea they have. They'll start to create a lot of content. They'll start to get a lot of momentum and more attention. And then people are DMing them asking how, you know, more about their offers or they're commenting on their posts and then they just don't reply. So I'm curious what you've noticed. Yeah, so some, some people won't identify that with sales ick because yeah so it's really it's really cool to catch in a conversation one of my clients and we're working on her on that right now she's really powerful really really great is totally in this for the long run and like I used to identify with this too it's like the closing right the closing you get closer to, to closing the conversation and then it's what sales avoidance is it's avoiding the conversation to avoid the sales pitch. It's avoiding putting out your offers because you don't want to have someone put you in the conversation of, you know, the sales. But if you talk to somebody, they'll say, no, I, I want to make money. I love money. They're doing this stuff. They know exactly what to say because they're doing the meditations. They're in the conversations, but they are actually avoiding putting themselves in the space or so their vessel, their body. They're not actually getting the practice of like a saying their price point doing the pitch and then receiving it so like their body's always going to have this like discomfort taking my first the first money for my client i was so happy and and i was doing coaching at 400 dollars. okay for six weeks of coaching 400 dollars. six weeks six weeks 400 dollars. and because somebody told me because one of my mentors told me you only need 2500 dollars to live why do we want excess? And yeah, which, you know, I should have looked at the things like they lived in another country. They didn't need as much, you know, as I did. I live in LA. Like I have two kids. I was going to say maybe in Ohio and like the burbs. Yeah. Or so not like, the burbs, but. Yeah. So I was like, so I get it now. Like, you know, probably her own sales stuff being projected onto, onto me. Right. But um, I forgot where I was going to remind me. Where was I going with this? Um, we were talking about you're taking money and you were really excited for the first oh. time and you were charging 400. Yeah. So like when I, when I received the income, the $400 for the coaching, I was uncomfortable with it. I a, felt like I should be helping this woman for free. She needs help. B like, I, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't recognize myself yet as like an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, and it felt really good and I wanted to celebrate it. At the same time, I was like, I didn't know how to feel about it. It still felt icky. And so I had to work through letting that be okay and not making it mean that I'm not gonna be able to do this or I shouldn't be charging, or I shouldn't be doing, it. it's just, we're not used to it, it's a new experience. And just like any new experience, you have to like, really practice being with it and doing like a new relationship. It feels awkward. It doesn't feel comfortable in the body until it does. So, you know, remember we would have our girls practice saying, mm -hmm. like what, so we would be with them on the, on the call, like, what is the investment? 
$2,500. What is the investment? $2,500. What is the investment? $2,500. You know, and it's in the body. It's a body thing. It's in the body. It's in the body. It's not really like that you're not, you're icky with the sales. It just doesn't feel normal yet. It's not something you're used to yet. So you could do all the mindset work and you're still going to feel discomfort. And we have to remember that that gets to be okay. That gets to be okay. I think for anybody watching, you brought up such a good thing. And I love, I love doing, I love doing that when I raise my prices and I just love doing that with people because it's such an embodiment practice. Just walk around my house. Like I charge $10,000. I charge 10 K I charge. And then say it a bunch of different ways. But I think that people are desperately doing themselves a misservice if they only say their new prices when they're on the sales call, like totally clean that shit up before you get on the call, because you're, you're going to have a little more anxiety when you're on the call. And so that's a, a beautiful, beautiful tip. If somebody's looking to raise their prices, or if you haven't, you know, if you're getting into your first sales conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, we, we tell the girls, like, what do you feel a good investment is? And this is where I love where intuition comes through because you're being guided on what you're creating for somebody. Like you have the knowledge, you do the practice and like, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling people to go out there and be like, I'm worth $20,000 and that's what I'm going to charge. And they're like delivering a six week program that is like, you know, doesn't hands off. Yeah. Like, like let's, let's stay in integrity here. Like we're not here to like, you're ripping both, both you, you yourself and the other person off. It's not going to be a good experience. Then you're just going to have to clean all of it up. So like, you know, we tell our girls, like really fill into it. What do you feel like if you were to be investing in something like this, what do you feel like a good investment would be? And then add on like something that feels a little bit of a stretch. So what are you comfortable saying? So like $2,500. Okay, cool. Make it $2,700 just mm-hmm. so that you can stretch and get the body to be comfortable because you're also learning this you as a coach you are always learning and growing and you're going to be walking people through this at some point so you've got to sit with discomfort too you have to learn the experience and learn the tools that help so that you can teach your person in front of you i think it's really important to note on that too obviously i 100 percent agree because that's what we did with the girls but and I think part of that stretch sitting in the discomfort is so important. So we know how to do it. We want to, we want to be leaders in integrity. And when you feel that little bit of stretch before you get to like panic mode, those are two very different things. When you feel just the little bit of stretch, it's going to allow if you're raising your price, if you're going from 25 to 2,800, that 2,800 feels like a stretch that's going to allow you to actually show up in even more integrity because it's not just like, oh, I'm having a coffee conversation with my mom. I do it every Sunday. I'm not actually that invested in it. And so that supports us. Yes, you make more money, whether it's 2000 or 3000, 200 or $3,000 difference. And you're going to show up as a better leader as long as you're, you know, not raising it to a point where you put into panic mode, then you'll shut down. And so I think that's a game. And it's, if it sounds confusing, it's really simple. Once you practice it and get it into the body, you're going to feel what feels like a stretch that you could make exciting or a fear that sends you in a panic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're, you're hitting on something really important. It's, it's not about, it's, it's really fun to play with. 
And I love to be there and guide my clients into like playing with it. So if you have your first, like you have to be willing to be unattached to the outcome so that you can find the sweet spot of a sale, like of a, of a price point. Cause there is such a thing, you know, like uh, six weeks of intuition training with me has been one price point and it's never changed. I've never raised it. It's the same price point it has been since I started my career. And it's just like it's 1756 weeks, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. We get you prep ready, you get you in your intuition. It comes out so easily for me. Mm -hmm. And I always get yeses and pay in fulls because it's a no-brainer. It's like amazing. And so that for me feels really, really good. I'm not looking to raise it no matter how much training I have, no matter, because I don't change what's in the program. I meet people where they're at and we go from there. So like, even on a sales call, I'm like, it's six weeks for 1750, but I'm not even waiting for someone to ask me for the price point anymore because I found the, the sweet spot for that. And so that's, a, that's a thing too. So like being able to play with your price points, see what feels good, see what's landing. And then, you know, making sure that you're not, because you'll feel it. If you undervalue it and you charge and you're putting in so much energy and effort, you will know that you undersold yourself. Mm -hmm. So like you said, it's knowing the body, being in the body, understanding the body and like being able to fill into it without labeling it anything and stand firm in your price point and, and be able to like see what works. Cause that's what I think when you become an entrepreneur, it's really a game of getting to know yourself, getting to know your audience, getting to know your clients and getting to like a space where things don't feel so traumatizing to the body all the freaking time because you're going to burn out. It'll burn. It'll burn you out. Yes, it will. And I've, I've done that just a couple of times to learn. I think if, if somebody's thinking about, if somebody's having a challenge raising the price point, something that I've done Let's say that, you know, they want to charge $400 for six weeks. I know that that's not energetically correct for their offer, but they cannot, they, they won't budge. They know that they should raise it, but they can't seem to do it and they can't figure it out. Awesome. Well, charge $400 for six weeks. Do that with a few people and see that you are not compensated energetically. And so, and, and that to me goes into play. Like, don't let the, don't let the fear stop you from even making an offer. If you think it's too low, like, go do it and then see, and then, and then learn. I, I think that, yes. And something I want to touch before I forget is the closing. People are very scared of getting up to the close. I've heard from so many women that they, the rest of the sales call, they can do fantastic after they learn a conversation flow, because it is in my opinion that until we learn what a, a sales conversation flow looks like, i.e. script, we cannot set up expectations correctly. And we cannot, we don't know the, the most powerful way to pull somebody forward to say yes to themselves. And I think after we learn the conversation flow in a conscious way, then we can play with it, make it our own, bring our own personality into it. And so when people learn that conversation flow, they'll get to this closing point where they're making the offer. They're, they're clear on what the person wants and doesn't want. They're clear that this person is right. And then they stall. And a lot of times people don't want to do that because they don't want to put pressure on the person on the call. And the way that I like to see this to sort of shift perspective is that when the sales conversation is, is done from a heart space, and consciously, the pressure 
some people are just a hell yes. And that's going to happen more for, for people once they learn how to do it heart-centered. I know for you and me both, we just, it's easier that way. But when the pressure does arise, that pressure is coming from the person that you're selling to because they know they want to change their life. That pressure is not coming from me putting pressure on them. And I think that's a really, really great distinction, distinction to have because if that pressure is coming from their desire to change, then I can hold and be the space for that, for them to sit in it versus me creating the pressure. I can't be the space when I'm being the creator. You know what I mean? And uh, there was one other thing I had to wrap that thought up. It's gone. It's gone. That was a really good distinction that I, I had that image sort of come in my head for me the other day. And I'm like, yeah, this is how, this is how I should share it. Yeah, this is, this is what the process that I go, I've learned to go through and I take people through is a, there's a way to, to ease all of that, all of that pressure from the get go. And it takes practice. The first being you learn to write your content to speak to a specific mm -hmm. type of person, right? So like the, the way that I create my content, I'm speaking to those who really want the transformation. They want to change their life. They want the, um, the change. So they're already know and trust because I'm already in my content telling them I'm, I'm a stand for you. I'm a complete stand for you. So I'm not going to let you get off the phone call and not feeling empowered, whether that is through an empowered yes, empowered no. And we learned that way from Kiara, right? Um, and then, so when they're getting on the phone with me, they already know that they're going to be in that conversation and that I'm going to support their yes. I'm going to support them with that. And I, my, my client and friend, Andrea Frankel also taught me that, like, how can I support your yes? How can I be there to support you in this, in this process? Cause it's scary. The second thing is that I coached for the landmark of education and I ran their, um, um, third part of the program. And it's all around like enrollment conversations. The whole time you're there, you're talking about enrollment conversations. So there's a specific skill in listening, listening into what someone actually needs, what they're saying. So I can hear and listen into what someone's fears are, what they actually desire, what they want and clean it up for them and, and say it back to them in a way that's tangible for them to really see clearly what's happening inside when all that chaos is happening and they're already struggling with like, I know pitch is coming, I know pitch is coming, mm -hmm. how much is the money? And they're going through that whole process. So I create the safety in that container. The third thing is, and this is why I think intuition is so important, is that I can feel into my client. I can see where they're headed. I can, I get a vision of them. I can, I can help them create ease through an energetic exchange on the phone call through the energy work that I've learned to do. And so, you know, I, I'm sure you do this in your conversations too, because you're so good with the body and telling them how, like teaching them how to be in the body and be relaxed and like in that state. So creating a safe place for your person is really key that they know they can bring up whatever they want. They're, they're safe to say no, they're safe to like, you know, make their own decision. And they understand that I'm going to, I said, I set the call up. I'm going to be a stand for you. I want to support you in all this, no matter what the outcome is. Right. Um, and then the third thing is that like, we have to remember somebody's no is not a no to us. Yes. We must separate ourselves from our services. When I walk into Target and I pick up a product, and I'm walking to the register and I tell the person at the register, I no longer want this. Target isn't getting offended. Target's not going to be like, I shouldn't be in business because she don't want to buy the socks. She shuts the door shut really quick. Like, hmm. yeah, exactly. Like they're not saying no to me. 
I've separated myself from what I am I'm offering. This is something I created. It's a part of my creativity and what I'm meant to deliver because I make everything intuitively. I create in, from an intuitive space. So the rejection is a re they're saying no to this being the space for their transformation or they're saying no to their timeline. They're not saying no to me. The other thing is that like for my price points, like I'm I'm no longer a beginner coach. I know my value. I know what I put in. I know what I hold. And I've done this from trial and error and all of the things. And I had this experience that I shared where I was in, the, in Michael Kors learning branding and learning all that stuff. And Ali and I were having a conversation and I was like, okay, like if I was to walk into Chanel and looking at a purse and they tell me the purse is a, you know, a $7,000 purse. And I say, no, I'm not saying no to Chanel or the purse. I love the purse. I want the purse. But right now in the space that I'm at, I'm at a space where I'm, in, I'm ready to invest in a $2,000 purse at Michael Kors. Doesn't mean I don't honor and value Chanel. Chanel should not, is not going to, Chanel should not go out of business because I would prefer the Michael Kors purse. I'm only mm -hmm. preferring it because it's in my price point and I love it. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I see people that I'm on a sales call with and they hire either one of my coaches that I've trained, which I celebrate, or they hire a different coach. I've had someone tell me my price point was too high and then go hire a coach that was at like triple my price. You know what I mean? Because it's not about the money. It's like, it's this whole dance that you do. You have to separate yourself and like not take offense to someone's, someone's no, they're not rejecting you. They're saying no to different factors. And on a sales conversation through objection handling, you either support them in that to the point where they say yes to themselves, they can see the value, or you, you give them what they need and send them on their way and wish them all the love and light. And sometimes they come back and sometimes they don't, but like it has nothing to do with me. Yes. And over time, I've seen that they, it's not, I was scared that if somebody said no, Obviously, I was scared that they were saying no to me, but they were showing up on other lives. They were showing up in my content still. So people are still part of your community. And I think that's something that I stopped doing a very long time ago. And I did do this in the beginning because it's how I was taught in coaching uh, is fish hooking where they think they're getting on a clarity call, not knowing it's a sales call. And then you sort of just drop it on them. And I stopped doing that so long ago. And I think one of the things that makes my sales uh, conversation so successful is exactly what you were saying and setting up the expectation. And we're not only, so setting up the expectation looks like first we're gonna do this, then we're gonna do this, then we're gonna do this, then we're gonna do this. It may look a little bit different if you wanna go somewhere else. It's just fully setting up the, the conversation flow that you know is about to happen and setting up expectations energetically the way that you set it and obviously I word my things different than you do, but you said it so beautifully and making it okay from the get go that this could be a no is such an important thing. And then diving, diving through their fears and desires. I think that something that we're both, we both learned to be so good at is digging deeper. And I think it's also really important to set expectations to be like, Hey, if I see you hiding, do I have your permission to call you forward? And if they say yes, then they, they're giving us permission. And I think so many people are scared to take control of a sales conversation. And if you don't like that terminology to lead a sales conversation, because they, they think that they're in this 
uh, the, the mode of being in service gets a little bit skewed, but I, when I learned how to lead a sales conversation and bring it back on track and, and be able to guide, because something will happen when we first start learning how to do sales and we'll be on sales calls. It'll be like two and a half hours when we told them an hour because we don't know how to lead the call. We don't know how to take it back when it gets off track. And yeah. when we can set up those expectations in such a clear, beautiful, energetically free way, if they go over here, we, I literally will say, hey, I'm going to interrupt you. And then bring back to what's important because people, you know, they start to feel heard and then they can just keep going. They want us to drive. They're coming to us to get clarity on what they need to move forward, whether it's us or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things I learned really quickly was, <clears throat> A, you're also creating the safety for you, right? The safety for you to be able to take the role as the authoritative person, like the leader in this, the coach. Um but coaching doesn't start until you have the conversation of like either signing, like them hiring you or not. Mm -hmm. You're not giving them, unless you're telling them, you know, like we're gonna make a map and we're gonna do this. And like, there's an expectation of that. There is no coaching when you're in a, on a discovery call. A discovery call is that it's to discover whether you guys wanna work together or not. And so the reason calls can end up being two hours is because you're giving all the coaching on there because you're trying to prove your expertise, right? So like, it's, it's such an interesting thing to learn to do and what not to do and how much to give because you're actually doing them a disservice and they feel like they don't need anything anymore. And so they like get off their, there are no, and they get off the call. And then three days later, they're on a call with another coach because the high of everything you gave them, because there's no accountability, there's no, you know, long-term like um, commitment to this happens. And so like you literally actually sabotage the call because you wanted to prove your expertise because you wanted to prove that you're worth your price. Overcoach, yeah, overcoaching on the call. I, I did a, a, a somatic sales masterclass. It's called Kick Sales Ick. It's free. It's a link in the bio. Uh, you, I don't even need your email or anything at this point. And I talked about curiosity, not coaching. And I think the more curious I become, the more I get clear on the missing puzzle piece, you know, guiding them forward. And then when we get clear on the missing puzzle piece, then we can fill it or the gap is how we learned it. And then wow. we can fill that and the, the overcoaching. I'm so glad you brought that up because I haven't, I haven't thought, I haven't done it in so long. I haven't thought about it. Um, that's when, if you are getting people on the sales call who just feel like they got it, like you're going to know, they're going to feel excited. And like you, but you've ignited something in them. That's a clear sign. And sometimes it's a clear sign. It's a clear sign. Most of the time that we're overcoaching. I, I'm taking detox. Um, my friend Ben thought I was taking, he joked, he didn't think, but he joked I was taking vodka shots earlier. Um, <laughs> I can't see the comments. I can't, let me see. I wonder if I go to your page. Um, hi, Lindsay. Um, so I am on a water and I have to take about 10 more of these pills. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to go get some water. Um, so if you just want to chat for just a second on anything, see what comes up, say hi to the peeps that are on here. Yeah. Oh. Hi, Bridget. Yeah. Tanya's on here. Victoria. Oh, there is a lag. Oh yeah. Ben vodka shot. So funny. 
Yeah, if you guys have any questions, I can see the comments now. So funny. Oh my gosh, I can hear myself speak at the afterwards. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, good, Bridget. I'm glad. I'm glad. Sometimes I think I just go on a rant and it's fun and cool and then like goes all over the place. I think I need to like lower the volume. I'm getting distracted by my like voice. Oh, you can't even hear me right now. You talking to me? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Um, how long have we been talking now? I don't know. <laughs> what time is it? Twelve oh six. Oh, an hour. Yeah, so cool. So cool. So let me just see. We can start to wrap it up. Let me just see if there's anything else in here that's really good. I do want to mention one other thing, and I think you'd enjoy it. I'm a little scared. No. <laughs> um, and I'm going to take these pills while I tell you. So I think, excuse that noise. Being an individual, when we learn a sales script or we learn a sales conversation flow, it, it, it's a lot of times we're going to imitate the person that we learned it from. And I think that that's normal. And I think that that's okay to play in. And I also think that after some time, we'll start to get in um, subconscious repetitive mode and we'll lose the connectedness to the people on the other side of the call because we're losing the connectedness to ourselves. And so that can just fuck us. And I was, I've been thinking about this for so long because I worked with you and then I worked with Kiara and then like we all worked next to each other being so differently. And then I worked next to all of the women in the sales group during the summit when we made all that money right. and everybody did it so differently. And I know that people's sales conversations are, are different because I hear people will like get really excited and celebrate and they'll talk about the way that they do sales conversations. And it was so confusing for me for so long because I thought, oh, well, that's working for her. Why isn't, why isn't it working for me? And then I got to just be myself and come back to myself and come back to my superpowers. And just a few days ago, and I've been thinking about this for much, much longer than just a few days ago, but I put it into elements a few days ago, like sales superpower element. And I think it's really important to a, learn a conversation flow, like learn it so you can set expectations. B, make it your own, meaning find your personality in it. And I, I made these elements. Let me see if I can remember without looking at my notes. Uh, so water, air, earth, and fire. Fire ignites, water flows, earth supports, and air, I haven't have a full picture right now. I'm seeing like air just kind of goes and it, it slowly disappears. And it's based off of four sales strategies that work and four sales strategies that people in corporate America learned that are really, really effective. And I think that we each are our own element. And so for me, I knew this back in door-to-door -door sales and I forgot it along the way. I'm definitely water. 
I naturally just give off a very indifferent um, attitude and that supports people because they don't feel um, that's the best way I cannot feel pushy. That's the best way I can be myself. It's just very indifferent. I'm not trying to come off as anything. You really can feel that I don't care. I, I'm detached from the outcome. Now, somebody like Ashley, somebody like Ashley, I believe, and I haven't been on a sales call with her, but I've seen her teach is fire. Ashley ignites. Ashley is going to be one of those women who is fiery and calls you forward from the heart. Now, I think with it, we all have each element. I can be fiery too if the, the moment calls for it, but I'm not naturally fiery. And when I, when I try to be fiery, it's, it's, it's not me. And so it doesn't work for me. And if you would try to be watery, I mean, we talk about us comparing ourselves to each other all the time. And so coming back to the individuality in the sales process, it literally is just getting it all comes back to our relationship to self and how we, who we know ourselves to be and who, where our body feels neutral and comfortable and then being that. And I, I think that a lot of people will just mini me and teach how they do it and not create the space to be an individual. So yes, I'm going to take these pills. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's the part where like people start to get heady. Right. And like, forget that there's a human being in front of you and as simple as you can have a conversation with the person who's checking out your groceries or the person that you see in the hallway when you're walking down in your apartment building or like at the dog park with your dog. It can be just as easy as that when you remember that you're connecting with a human. So the more that you get to know yourself, the more that you honor yourself, um, you know, intuition practice helps you to even get to know yourself even on a deeper level it's not about receiving information from outside of you it's how you receive information who you know yourself to to be you get to understand like what's happening on the inside a lot more and you become more of yourself you get that amplification of the self so when someone sits with you they're getting you they're connecting with you and there's a sales conversation happening just as easy as a conversation of like how's your family how are things going can happen a sales conversation can feel just as easy because you're being you you're being your authentic self you can learn questions like i can ask the same questions you're asking my way and you can do it your way. And one of us could not land the sale because it's not right for the person or both of us can land the sale. And it wasn't about like doing the right thing. It was about really connecting and being who you are and allowing your, you know, the person with you to be who they are too, be themselves. And there is like a natural, you know, Tony Robbins talks about this and like a lot of other leaders and all the books that I study are on like sales conversations. There's a way of connection relating to each other. And the more somebody can relate to you the more relatable you are, the deeper the connection can be. So, you know, I teach intimacy at the friend request. My, the intimacy for me starts at the friend request. It starts- I love that. Yeah, so like it's, you know, when I get on with somebody, it doesn't feel like I'm on with a stranger. And even somebody who's like, oh, I just found you through, like someone can come to me and say, I just found you through Shauna. I was watching you and Shauna talk. At just me being myself right now and just being who I am here with you, they're already going to feel like they know me getting on. And because I'm so tapped into energy and the way that it works, every single person watching this, I can already feel their essence. 
I can feel them. I can feel your clients coming to you. The next sales call that you're going to have. It's why I'm able to lead people so powerfully. It's because I'm so in tune with me, my body, myself, my intuition, and the energy around me. And I'm committed to always doing things my way. I'm always, I can learn a new strategy, but I'm going to do that strategy my style, my way. And I fall in love with it. You fall in love with yourself. And I think that's really do. A transformational space in any container that if you are not learning who you are, then you need to work on your intuition because it helps you to know what's true in your body. So I can then go and learn from Tony Robbins. I can learn from Kiara. I can learn from, you know, Gabby Bernstein. I can learn from you and anything that comes to that doesn't feel right to me. I know already. So I'm not going to hold it and try to use it. I already know what's authentic to me and what's a full yes. What's a full fuck yes in my body. And that's what I'm going to lead with. And that's what I play with. And that's why that's when it starts to become more fun, you know? It's so fun because then with that, with that ease in the body, the release of the shackles of whatever we think has to be there, we become, it's this magic thing where we become more consistent in our content because we love who we are and we, we love our message and we feel safe in it. And the person, I think it's really important that the person that I was even being myself in a sales call a year and a half ago has shifted and she'll continue to shift. And so if somebody, if some, if somebody is, is watching and they've been successful in sales conversations and now it starts to feel weird, well, the, your personality is probably shifting. Like we're constantly expanding and that gets to be okay too. We don't have to just hold on tight. So uh, beautiful. Do you have any last thoughts before we go to wrap? No, if nobody has any questions, I think, I think we're good. Yeah, let's open. Let's open. There's a few people on. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Sarah. Bye, Bridget. Two Bridgets. <laughs> what are you getting into today? Anything? Yeah, I have a couple of readings and some calls. And then my daughter's has an appointment. We're like doing all the home mom stuff. It's April Fool's too. My boyfriend has already started like with all this, like just random things. And he's like, April 1st. I'm like, you're not supposed to say April 1st. You're supposed to say April Fool's if you're like, <laughs> we started doing like a role play thing here. It's, it's how I keep my life interesting. <laughs> I forgot it was April. We talked about that today. It's actually, um, Adam had a brother that passed a few years ago. It's his birthday today. Aww. And April Fool's birthday, which wasn't, was very funny for who he is. Aww. Victoria, it's my first bones birthday. Firstborn. You're who's, oh, firstborn. I was like, who? <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, mama. <laughs> Victoria's amazing. Victoria is a fucking fire. Like, Do she, I know Victoria? She is somebody who... Um, one of my close friends, when I first started coaching, she had my website, my blog and all that stuff. And uh, they were on the Red Table Talk. You know, that Will Smith's um, wife has that Red Table Talk. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and so Vicky was talking about, um, she had just gotten into a car accident, a really bad car accident, experienced some trauma and she was having like disassociation and things like that. I'm sure Vicky's okay with me sharing this. She's probably sure she's shared this before. Um, and so she had told her to come and find me. That's when I was doing shadow integration and trauma work before. And so like Vicky was somebody who was like, you know, somebody who was 
reading all my content, jumping on my workshops. And she was like, I'm not in a space right now to afford to like really invest right now. Um, but I, I want to. And so these are sales conversations that I had that were, she was a no, right? Safe to say the no. And the sales conversation went so well that she stayed in my sphere. We created a relationship. And then um, she took Unleash Your Power last year. It was like, she like messaged me and she's like, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. And she, I was like, declare it. And she jumped in, honed in on her intuition, started her coaching business, and then jumped into Burn Away, graduated Burn Away, was in the Ignite Your Light Masterclass. She signed two clients now and is doing like her thing. And so this is, this is like, Vicky's a good representation of like what we were talking about earlier. Like she wasn't saying no to me. She was, it was a real thing for her. She wasn't in the space to invest. She knew she wanted to, she made the declaration and she came back and fucking did it and so like that's what I'm saying like we sometimes when we first begin we take these no's so personally mm-hmm. and really it's not and we do ourselves a disservice we do our clients a disservice by like getting frustrated on them and all of that like go deal with it go do some shadow work go dance your body off do the somatic work get in the body and do the things and get right back onto it because what we're here to do is just so much more important. It's not for us. It's for a wider purpose. It's for a grander purpose. It's for others. And that's what we have to stay anchored in. She's just such a fucking powerhouse, an amazing mom, wife. And it's, it's, she's, she's phenomenal. Well, it's fantastic <laughs> to meet you, Victoria. I know this wasn't, she's seeing this buffered and you were like, she's just a fantastic person. She's just phenomenal. And she commented, yes, I agree. And <laughs> I know it's not like, specifically to that. It's perfect timing. I'm glad she's in your space because like, you know, learning sales and the somatic side and the body side is really, really, really important. It's not something that I go deeper into on the, on the level that you do. I do it more on like the intuition levels. That's why I, I love like when we are not ourselves and you know, we think that we have to do it someone else's way, then people don't really get our magic. They don't get our gifts. And like, we don't, we don't get the pleasure of being in our, in our area of genius. Now I'm like, if I was to try to do it your way, now I'm in stress of like how to do it right. How am I going to do this? And it makes things less fun. And that's when you want to burn everything down. You know, you just get let it all go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And I agree. And, And I, when I hear people like yourself talk, we really are just, everybody's just teaching inner guidance in their own way. Like really that's what it is. And I think that that's the coolest thing um, because of the different ways that people just experience life. Uh, Victoria said, I've been in your space since Kiara's online conference. My space? Yours, yours yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so let's wrap it up. I want us to both, cause we both are, you haven't, mastermind did you talk about that yet i haven't i haven't broadcasted it yet no it's been through invitation it's been through invitation but yeah it's it's coming it's coming it's coming up okay well ashley keep an eye out for ashley because she's going to have a mastermind coming out and then if this stuff really feels um very much calls to you and you feel it in your body i am we are currently launching for a three-week sales accelerator called calibration starts on the wednesday the 14th of this month it's in two weeks as of yesterday. I made it super accessible. It's a really no fluff program, um, meaning that we strictly cover the juice. And so I don't spend 
a module or two covering things like mindset because the people who are about to do sales or have been doing sales and it's not working already put mindset as a priority. And we talk about all these things. It's, it's fully focused on the sales conversation and how to bring consciousness into each and every word and into the body and integrate the mind and body. I'm so excited. The first module is called somatic descent and we, we just dive into somatics and dive into the body. And, um, yeah, I have all the information in the link in my bio. And I don't know if I said this already, but this is the first program I'm, I'm making it super accessible for you guys. And that's why I only made it three weeks. So if you have any questions or comments, my DMS are always, always open and I'd be happy to chat. Anything so else? Ash, I want to do oh, this. This is really, really fun. I love this. This is so enjoyable. I love sales. I've fallen in love with sales. And there was a point where I was like, thank God I finally love sales, you know, because I've loved sales for a long time, but I love selling for other people. It was easy for me to sell other people's stuff. Me too. And so when I fell in love with my own process, it was such such a thing to celebrate it's such a thing to celebrate i think we like that's that's been my biggest stretch is celebrating everything kiara still has to remind me she still has to like tap me to be like hey like take a moment and celebrate this you know because i'm such a generator like aries fire i have so much fire in my chart that i just like i'll i won't breathe as i go and i have to remember to stop to celebrate the things because my body needs to expand and like let myself um acclimate to like the frequency that I'm entering. So I'm just, you know, there, it, it, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you guys, there's definitely light at, at the end of the tunnel. And then it just becomes fun. It just becomes really fun. So that was the live conversation coffee chat I had with Ashley Rose. If you guys would enjoy being on those types of conversation live, so you can add to the conversation and ask questions right there and possibly have your question featured on the podcast, be sure to follow me on Facebook. I do the lives on there because Zoom can go live through Facebook. And so Instagram is a little wonky. I do a lot of lives on Instagram, but as far as the interviews go, those are done specifically on Facebook. So make sure you follow me there. And you all at the end that listen all the way to the end are my favorite just because not everybody makes it to the end of these and I really appreciate the time and the people who do so I think something I'm going to start to do is give you guys surprise bonus offers like VIP little end of podcast listener only offers and surprises at the end of this and so uh yeah keep it up Thank you, and I'll talk to you guys very soon.